All right, let's see if I still remember how to do this. Thank you all for stopping by. My name is Justin Gilly, and you're listening to the Rated JG Podcast. What is up, everybody? Had to dust the old microphone off, see if I remember how to do all this. It has been a very long time. I am pretty fired up to be back behind the microphone. Uh, And yeah, I just wanted to kind of, I guess, start everything off by, um, first off, saying thank you. Um, The podcast has been dormant. I have not done anything anything even remotely related to podcasting in almost an entire year. Matter of fact, uh, the last time that I uploaded was on January the 4th, and it is currently uh, November the 20th, so literally almost an entire full year. And um, that I kind of put a weird little, I guess, stop on everything for a couple different reasons, but um, I told myself if I ever reached you know a certain amount of downloads – that I would, you know, kind of come back and see where everything takes me and see where uh, we can go from here. But, um, yeah, like I said, I had, like, a, a number in my head just to – I don't know why, but I said if we ever reach 10,000 downloads, I'll kind of pick up the mic again and see where we can go with all this, which is a pretty lofty number. You know, podcasts are consumed technically, you know, uh, they're considered long-form content. It's not like a, you know, a TikTok or a YouTube video. Most of the time these are, you know, pretty lengthy. So to have that many downloads is – pretty cool and thanks to you guys we hit the 10k mark and that's that's pretty dang cool man i haven't like i said i haven't done anything even resembling a podcast in a very long time and sitting back and kind of forgetting about everything and completely leaving it on the back burner and checking in on it periodically uh seeing those numbers grow even though i'm not doing anything is, is, is really cool. You know, I, I certainly appreciate everyone, you know, 10,000 is a, a lot of anything, but, uh, to think that after, you know, all the, all the episodes, you know, I think I'm at 70, 73, 72, if I'm not mistaken, to see that, you know, we're, they're still kind of out in the ether and people are still downloading it. That's, that's awesome. And, um, as of last week, we broke the 10 K mark and that like, that's uh, kind of mind blowing to me. So, Thank you all. That's really cool. Uh, I'm pretty much the word, worst podcaster of all time because I, I just have no structure to this at all, and I have not done anything like this in a long time, so whatever. That's neither here nor there. Thank you, guys. We hit that number, so I said I would pick up the mic, and here I am. Um, I wanted to kind of recap a little bit to you know, just kind of touch on all the things that led the rated JG podcast into what it is and what it has become over, I guess about a two or three year span. Kind of crazy to think back on that time flies getting old, but this all, you know, has, it started as just, you know, something completely for fun and we got a lot of traction and got a lot of really cool stuff that we've done under our belt. And I'm, I'm super thankful for everything. And it was, you know, uh, I don't think I necessarily owe anybody an explanation as to why I went away and why I stopped, but 
why not? I feel like that may be a good point to, you know, start off and, and pick up where we're at. So wanted to touch on the things that we've kind of done that I thought were milestones, cool shit, whatever you want to think about it. Um, I figured out a lot of the audio stuff on, on my own, um, which is cool because it's a learning process. I, I like digging into new things and, you know, challenging myself and finding new avenues to go down and, 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 you know, kind of attributes to put another feather in your cap. And man, when I tell you, I didn't know shit about podcasting or audio, I'm being dead serious. And I still mean that <laughs> I still am just figuring this out as we go. But that being said, man, we, I have the opportunity to, um, you know, have a platform and promote some, some things that I care about and some people that are close to me. And we ended up putting on three live stream concerts, which is so sick. Um, again, a really lofty goal for somebody who doesn't know their head from their ass when it comes to this stuff, but it ended up turning out really cool. Um, back in the, during the pandemic, I had a bunch of my buddies on and we, you know, everybody was stuck at home looking for some kind of, some kind of content to consume, some kind of something to break the monotony of day-to-day life. So we started there, did a, a live stream concert with all my friends and then a couple months or I think that actually the next year we did it in another location and then. Um, ended up doing another one at my buddy's house who was the same gentleman that reached out and made me my own personalized rated JG beer. So shout out my boy, Chris Rubio, Rubes Brews. That's really cool. I'm sitting here, I'm looking at, I still kept the, uh, the bottles and everything. He made some sick labels and just really cool, you know, looking back and reminiscing on all the cool stuff that happened, um, over the, over the span of whatever we've been doing on this thing. So live concerts, um, you know had this a cool personalized beer we've had some i've had the opportunity to talk some uh really talented musicians that are blowing up and have you know tens of thousands if not millions of streams on pot on potify <laughs> on spotify and stuff now um you know cole cheney um, corduroy brown like they just to name you know, the, the two most recent ones that, that's that's awesome and um something that i never had the intention of doing but i'm really proud of that did happen and Maybe we can do some more stuff like that in the future. That's where I really find that uh, interests me more than anything is doing that and picking people's brains and talking about something that I'm super passionate about, which is music. So anyways, that's just kind of a little recap of all the stuff that I've been thinking about over here recently, trying to put pad to pen while I, before I do this 10K download revival season two, whatever you want to call this, that that's what this is. So thank you all to everybody that has been a, a part of the journey up to this point. I have no idea where we're going from this direction on, but I figured, Hey, if I put it out in the world, maybe I'll hold myself accountable to it and uh, we can go see where this thing takes us. But like I said, I don't know. I don't think I necessarily need to give a uh, explanation as to where I've been, but I thought I'd kind of be cool to anybody out there listening that, was possibly or is possibly in the same situation as myself. So what I mean by that is, uh, self-admittedly, I got super overwhelmed. Um, again, not to beat a dead horse here, but I never wanted this thing to become a job, never wanted to take it that seriously. Just whatever happened, happened. But all of that, being said, you know, once you once you start doing something, you enjoy it and you pursue it and you naturally, you know, hopefully get a little bit better at whatever it is you get. I was lucky enough to gain a following and, you know, the downloads were 
climbing up week by week and followers on social media and, you know, making merchandise and selling merchandise, like running an e-commerce site, and which was so badass. Like, I know how, how that sounds to be like, oh, you had a hard time being, you know, have it being successful with everything or whatever. I don't know. That's not my what I'm getting at. I'm saying it was just very overwhelming to me. And I wanted to just give props to anyone that, you know, does a podcast on their own and has no help and no producer, no, no it's a lot, you know, especially if you get past the point of just, you know, recording from your 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 phone or or just doing one every six months, whatever, no offense to anybody that does that. I've done that myself. But once you start gaining a following, once you start putting better and better quality content out there, naturally, you know, things are going to come from that. And I don't think I was prepared for that. Um, super grateful for everything that's happened that I just touched on. But yeah, I mean, that, 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 to be honest, that's what it was. It got really, I got overwhelmed I was going through, I could not stand my previous job. I absolutely hated what I was doing for a living. Um, went through getting out of the old job, transitioning into a new job, which I love. And trying to do that, you know, feeling you know down on yourself as a grown man that can't find a job because of the current state of the world. And, you know, this is all almost two years ago now that I'm talking about. But just to give you kind of perspective where my head was, it slash is at the time. It's really hard, you know, uh, whenever you have something like this podcast that's just a, an outlet that's just supposed to be for fun, just supposed to be a creative thing that you do to get your mind off the mundane monotony of day-to-day life, that takes, you know, on the very back seat on the back burner whenever your life is kind of going all over the place. So um, getting overwhelmed, going through life changes, getting a new job, all of this is to say that I, you know, just kind of got further and further away from doing this, which has always been something that I've really enjoyed to do, and it's fun. And um, now here we are. Uh, it's also personal to me that I, I don't want to put out, like, something that's sub, sub-quality of what I have for my own standards. I don't care, you know, what I'm doing. I'm going to try to do it the best of my ability. Um, and believe me, I've done done some shitty podcasts. I, I, I don't know how people can go back and listen to themselves because, shit, I don't even know why y'all listen to me because it's brutal. I can't, like, I'm just I'm my biggest critic for sure. But you want to hold yourself to, a, you know, a standard. And I, I'm like, yeah, if I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to, if I'm not going to do it the full bore, I'm not going to do it at all. So that's kind of where I was at with all this. But that's neither here nor there. We're 11 minutes in. I haven't said much of anything, but just to kind of give you a, a background of what, where my head's been and what's been going on in my life. But I'm in a great spot now, man. Super happy. Life is great. Life is beautiful. My wife and I are doing a lot of big things, and I'm, I'm, I'm super happy, super thankful for where I am at currently. And I'm like, why not? Let's do this. So I wanted to kind of give a brief overview of previously and 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 I don't know what the uh the, the future is going to hold with this so don't call it a comeback but we'll figure this out I have a couple ideas up my sleeve I don't want to put anything in stone but we'll we'll see we'll see so all of that is to say we got a little topic of discussion uh, mentioned on many podcasts before that 
rated JG is kind of a, a play on words as to being like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to have any structure for this show. I'm going to do and talk about whatever I want to. And I've, over the years, I've found that I tend to find myself coming back to music. And that's just what I'm super passionate about. That's what I find a lot of comfort in. That's what I like to do. That's my, that, that is just my, a lot of my life is going to concerts, listening to music, actively seeking out new musicians and artists to find that, you know, to support and listening to vinyl records. I just, I don't know, I'm just a super nerd when it comes to that stuff. And if you are anybody that has been to or tried to go to a concert of any magnitude over the last few years, you've probably been seeing these crazy ticket prices. And the monopoly that is the merger between Ticketmaster and Live Nation. So it's it's a I am a fan of a lot of big time music acts like everyone else, you know, your your standard run of the mill people that you hear on the radio or legends that are, you know, making their tours. Like of course I like going to concerts like that, but I'm not a huge fan of going to like AT&T Stadium or like these massive you know, tens of thousands of people events for music. Um, those have their time and place, and I, I, I've attended those before, and they, they've been great. But just in this stage of my life, I'm more of like trying to find smaller acts that I can support and go find them before they get huge exposure and support them in their growth and their journey. And my wife, you know, she's cases the same way. We're nerding out, and that's all that we do is talk about, you know, going to, like, did you see this person? Did you check this band out? And sending each other music all throughout the week. And it's, it's just been something fun. But um, the the merger between Ticketmaster and, and Live Nation is absolutely insane. Um, one of the biggest musical acts in the Texas country, Red Dirt, whatever you want to call it, uh, is the Turnpike Troubadours. Um, I'm sure many of you listening to this know exactly who they are. Uh, they have paved the way for a lot of huge acts in this area and all the surrounding areas. They've been hugely influential for a lot of the music that I love and I have loved and continue to find is, you know, kind of in their, their avenue, but their lead singer, Evan Felker is, you know, what some would consider like a, a savant. I mean, he's an incredible songwriter, incredible musician. Uh, and he, and the band, um, well, excuse me, actually he is, has been very open and had a very public struggle with alcohol and being a self-admitted alcoholic. And, you know, the, one of the bands that, you know, I, I was mentioning, you know, Turnpike Troubadours, his band kind of fell apart in the public eye and he had a very public downfall and it was a, a mess and everyone felt bad for him. And this dude just kind of fell off the map. And then he had this resurgence and was in recovery and, you know, doing great and the Turnpike Troubadours announced their, like, reunion tour. This is about a year ago. And that's when I became kind of privy to this merger and the monopoly that it is that is taking away from fun stuff. Um, I just mentioned, you know, the AT&T Stadium, the tens of thousands of seats. Those are going to be there. And those tickets, you know what you're going to get. You're going to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks to sit in nosebleeds, and then that's fine. You know, this is a, you're going to get what you pay for. But... When it comes to something like this, you know, Turnpike is a band that has a nostalgic value, that has a uh, a deep 
connection with a lot of people that supported them when they were smaller and then can't wait to see them kind of rise from the ashes from this terrible thing that happened to Evan and them. And then they give their their announcement for the tour and you and myself and I'm sure so many of you went to go look at these tickets for Red Rocks and Billy Bob's wherever they're at. And these ticket prices were thousands of dollars. Literally, I'm I'm not joking. You heard me correctly. Thousands. Like for a a show that has, uh, you know, whatever, a couple hundred, maybe thousand seats. And, like, don't get me wrong. It's not about, like, not wanting to support them. Obviously, that's the whole point of going to a show is to see people you, you, you want to see and support them and go consume their music. But they even came out and were like, we have nothing to do with this. These third-party sellers are buying the tickets for face value at 40 bucks, and then just – holding them hostage and hiking the prices of astronomically taking advantage of a situation that should be beautiful and and happy and encouraging and you know exciting for the consumer and the band and they make it into something that's just this power hungry money grab that just puts a lot of bad taste in everyone's mouth and you'll see this in today's society a lot of this you know the acts that started out small and got a lot of uh, traction like Zach Bryan he's the one who's kind of was the f- pioneer of the Twitter slash TikTok slash social media resurgence of music you know this guy was uh, in the Navy and you know, just playing music with his buddies and next thing you know he's going viral and now he's selling out arenas all over the United States and overseas and he's just killing it and he's been a very vocal proponent of like, hey, man, we have nothing to do with this. If it was up to me, you know, we would sell these as cheap as possible. He's even discounting his merchandise to kind of offset the cho- the cost of getting into his shows. Like, it's just a shitty situation all around. Um, and th- much respect to that. But nonetheless, you know, the, the, this, the situation and the issue at hand is not being solved. Um, and... I was completely okay with not going to see the Turnpike Troubadours. I love them. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I love Turnpike. But anyone that knows me knows that I'm an absolute super fan of Sturgill Simpson and Tyler Childers. Um, well, Appalachian music for it, as a whole has just always been one of, if not my favorite kinds of music. And uh, Sturgill Simpson had I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing him live um and i'm it was you know bucket list item incredible but that was about five years ago and he had a resurgent tour uh with tyler childers um sturgill also produced two of tyler's albums and they were going to do this nationwide stadium tour and and then Literally two weeks before, you know, I spent all this money to go see them live. And two weeks before the show, 2020, you know, COVID happens and the world shuts down. And for those of you that don't follow music as heavily as I do, I'll kind of fill you in a little bit. Sturgill, in that time frame since, you know, since 2020, he had a he, a vocal cord rupture, which I don't even know how the hell that happens, but that sounds miserable. So obviously singing and performing is on the back burner for quite some time, which is you know, kind of disheartening. Obviously, I wanted to see him for those tickets that I paid four years ago, but come to terms with that's never going to happen. And Tyler Childers, 
who is very well known as a like deeply you know just a i don't even know how to to properly word his music it's very i haven't been i'll put it to you like this he is 90 percent of his music is like you know deep heartfelt love songs like i've been to probably 10 weddings in the past two years and i think eight of them have had a tyler Childers song in there somewhere but he also has a lot of songs that are very dark and talk about his drug use and growing up in the mountains and just whatever you can do your own research and listen to it it's worth your time i promise but tyler actually went through this resurgence and kind of a fall off and a a redemption story during this time frame as well he was you know very vocal about his issues with alcohol and whatever else he want you know you can look it up like i said anyways so he steps away from music for a long time and he doesn't tour he's not recording and then he gives us a new album and he announces a tour so i'm over here like oh hell yeah let's go let's do this and he's not only is it just tyler he is he announced like a nationwide tour with charlie crockett marcus king drive-by truckers miles miller who is the the drummer for sturgill who's trying to do his own solo stuff now i'm i I mean you this is like right up my alley i'm ready to freaking sell a kidney to be front row at one of these and sure enough go look at Ticketmaster. they're pre-sale already hundreds of dollars for general admission lawn seats if you've never been to a general admission lawn seat show it's there's a time and place for it for sure i've had some great experiences at that but you i I will be damned if i'm spending freaking 500 dollars to sit on the grass around a bunch of other sweaty drunk you know guys with drinking a freaking 13 dollar ipa and i'm no like that that's not for me and it's just very disheartening that something like that has happened and that's like seeing these artists come out and talk and speak upon that and how it's not even that is not so much the anomaly as it is now the normal thing to do and to to see and that sucks because i understand that not everybody is a super music dork like me and they don't they might not be so aware of this but that's just it's it's highway robbery and it's going to push a lot of people away from doing this and, and supporting this and having a lot of friends that are, you know, artists and musicians themselves, it's like, it's almost like they're getting jaded and they're not even at that level of success yet because it's just like a slimy business all around, you know. But all of that to, to be said, kind of rewinding a little bit, I have been just absolutely infatuated with a, a couple of different artists that i've found over the years especially since the last time i've recorded you know I've, my musical taste is all over the place but i found somebody around probably 2019 probably right around the pandemic i guess maybe a little before uh his name is matt mason and i'm not one that's too proud to say that <laughs> i kind of overlooked him because i uh i had like i had one song that i i liked uh, it was called beggar song and that's usually his like you know um, encore song at his shows now love the song didn't think twice about it which is not like me because if i like one song i'm the kind of guy that's gonna like look up this person's discography and his tour and where's he from and you know like that's just how i roll but i don't know why this one slipped through the cracks and ever since the last probably two years i've just been obsessed with his music um and 
trying to find him. He hasn't been touring. He's from Virginia, so he didn't make his way down here. And all that changed uh, about two months ago. He, or maybe three, I think it was about three months ago, he released a new album uh, called Never Had to Leave. And this seriously has made its way into my top five, if not my top two albums of like all time, any genre, including all my favorite artists. Like this is one of those that you just, you, you push play and you let the entire track list go. You don't skip, you don't, it's very few albums do that. And I'm a music purist in the sense that I look, I love whenever an artist releases an album in the sense of like a, a piece of work. Like, it's not just like, hey, here's a bunch of songs in a random order. Have at it. That's fine. I have plenty of albums I love like that. But there's some that are like a collection of music properly placed in a track list, in a set order. And, man, this just blew my freaking mind. And I've been consuming it ad nauseum for freaking since the day it came out. I cannot tell you how many of my friends have texted me. And called me and been like, holy shit, how did I ever know about this guy? And I'm over here going, I freaking told you. I told you. And he's he is big in the sense, you know, like I think he has like a, let's say close to $100,000 or $100,000, $100,000 followers on social media, which is not a small amount by any means, but it's not millions like everyone else. And he, you know, announced that he was coming to the House of Blues in Dallas on a Monday night. I am not the kind of person that's going to go out and have a great time on a Monday night. I'm routine. I'm like, whatever. But, dude, I bought those tickets immediately. And Casey and I went um, this past week. It was insane. It was just like seeing a, a smaller artist that you have supported for years in person, singing the songs that mean so much to you that you can – you know, correlate to a time and a place where it was just good vibes all around. And like seeing them come to fruition in person is a feeling that if you've never been to a concert or if you've never had the pleasure of just stumbling upon that, you need to do it. it it's so fulfilling and it's just a great time. And he put on one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And uh, it's just cool. You get like a sense of fulfillment to see them up there, especially when it's a smaller show like that. The artist will talk to you like well, I say talk to you, talk to the crowd during the set. Um, when you go to those bigger shows, like I was mentioning, the AT&T ones, you know, they, these guys have got a, a hard 45-minute set. They're in, they're out. It, it's a business transaction. And when you go to these smaller shows, it's a lot more intimate, and they'll sit there and they'll play, you know, the opening riff to a song. And matter of fact, here, this is probably how y'all know Matt Mason. That song is insane. Hallucinogenics is one of like, you know, the more mainstream songs that he plays, but that is you can sit there and and, and listen to those lyrics and consume that song and you play it as many times as you want, but hearing the person that wrote the song and sings the song up there on stage playing, you know, like the opening riff and then stopping and saying, you know, hey, this is where I was at mentally and physically when I wrote this song. This song means this to me. This song means this to me. And then you see them 
personify and project and sing all those emotions right there to you and seeing what the song means to them is crazy because you know obviously you can translate it you can depict it however you see fit because it's the there is no right or wrong way to do it it's how you perceive it but to see the person that wrote it the person that performs it that has that's their job that hearing that is so sick and he did that with every single song you know every whether it be a five second interlude or a a full one minute breakdown of just talking it was just a such an awesome experience and he's really well known for uh i thought this was kind of cool that he talked about this he's he's really well known for um a song called cringe which was like on the number the number one alternative chart for like a, a day or two a couple years ago um, and hearing him talk about how he's almost kind of i guess jaded is the right word but he's he's sick of playing it but it still holds a you know a special place in his heart because it's the one that really kind of quote unquote put him on the map let me see if i have that one on here hold on love that song and constructed from start to finish one of the most beautiful songs ever from harmonies chord progressions it's just it's insane and to hear him talk about it was about his very 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 deep dark drug addiction and his friends basically telling him like hey like you need help like we we can't you we don't even know who you are anymore imagine that like imagine having your most successful this this three to four minute piece of of music that you go out and you sing you know multiple nights a week to make a living and this is the thing that springboarded you to success and it's about the darkest point in your life and your friends basically saying hey man you need to get help i like we can't do this anymore that's got to be a weird dichotomy of something that you know going on in your brain that you have to handle and i i don't know i'm not an artist i'm not a musician I, but that that's just so cool and hearing them up there performing the songs you love and telling them the backstory like you don't get that with the bigger shows and whatnot and that's why it's so important and i always talk about this like go to your local shows buy the merchandise buy the vinyl records take the picture tag them on instagram follow tell your friends about it because that's the kind of shit that you can these guys aren't at the Ticketmaster $5,000 tickets for a lawn seat. But if you support them in the way of like more personal items, like going in and physically being there, I'm sure that that would speak for itself tenfold to them. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like it's something that's really cool and it's something that means a lot to me. And it's just one of, if not my favorite things to do. So that was Shout out Matt Mason, never had to leave. If you, if you don't get anything else from this podcast, go listen to him. It is worth every second of your time. If not, whatever, I, that's on you because he's, he's insane. Um, another thing I noticed when we were at the concert was like, it, the world that we live in right now, I'm not going to go into it, so don't worry. But it's so, so negative, just red versus blue this politician said this oh 
this person said, had a tweet from 12 years ago that resurfaced. Oh, this person was overly sensitive. I can't, you will never catch me diving into that. That I'm just so not that person. Just fucking get along with each other. Shut up. Like, I, I cannot stand people that are just shove their opinions on you, you know, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. But whenever you're at a concert like that, um, I'm just speaking on the Matt Mason one that we were there the other day. Uh, I looked around uh, multiple times throughout the night, and there was, I mean, literally in my line of vision right next to me, there was a black guy with dreads. There was a tiny little emo girl next to me with her boyfriend. There was a huge Mexican dude in front of me. There's Casey and I, like, just super eclectic group of people and everyone is in such a great mood there's a a smile on everyone's face you know you're trying to walk through the crowd to whatever take a piss or something everyone's like oh no you're good man excuse me like it's just everyone's in it's it's a weird little bubble of happiness and neutrality in a sea of just bullshit that you get bombarded with from the media on a day-to-day basis so it's a nice little couple hours of a reprieve of just the ugliness of everything that's happening in the world. So I don't know. I probably sound like a fucking hippie, but I'm not. <laughs> it's just it's super cool to go experience stuff like that and look around and just feel a sense of human decency around you. You get that at almost every concert unless you get, you know, whatever in the mosh pit or something like that. We've all been there, too. But anyways, uh, my parting piece here. Uh, I thought it'd be cool to maybe do this every now and then uh, since I'm so into that kind of stuff and, and putting my friends on and people on to, to newer artists. So I wanted to give you a couple of bands that I have been absolutely blowing up and streaming and following on social media and buying merchandise and obsessed with for a while. And you can consume their music as you want. But uh, first one is The Red Clay Strays. Insane band. Um, just to give you an idea of what they are, they're kind of like a southern rock gospel band. The lead singer looks like he he could be like Elvis Presley's stunt double. I mean, he this dude is just I I love their music. I don't even know how to put it into a box, but I always judge a band and an artist and their music by if it makes me stop what I'm doing and like replay it. That's how I know that you know I'm gonna be a fan. And the first line of the first song I heard from them had me hooked. So Red Clay Strays, they probably have my second favorite album of the year. Um, Go check them out. Um, You won't be disappointed. And for all of my country, whatever, fans here, another band I've been screaming their praises from the mountaintops for a while that is blowing up is 49 Winchester. And a lot of you that don't even listen to music, you probably watch Yellowstone or you've heard of Yellowstone. And Taylor Sheridan, the creator and the producer of Yellowstone, has done so much for the music industry in the sense that he puts on his favorite kinds of music and brings those artists onto the shows and, and springboards them and gives them a massive platform to showcase their music. He literally had Shane Smith and the Saints play a live performance and put that into the show last week on the the season um, premiere. Shane Smith and the Saints was touring around here a couple years ago with, you know, just playing bar shows, and then now look at where they're at. And 49 Winchester is going to have a song on there this this Sunday. So watch out for them. Massively 
huge fan. Bunch of good music. I don't even know how to put them into. If you listen to the Red Clay Strays and Forty Nine Winchester, you'll understand what I'm talking about. They're not your standard run of the mill honky tonk, you know, drinking beer music. You'll you'll anybody that has a a weird little obsession like I do, put those two in your rotation, and I guarantee you that it'll be worth your time. But all right, guys, I've been rambling on long enough. This is uh, it's been nice. It's been fun getting back at it. We're about almost 40 minutes in here so in closing uh, i appreciate you guys for sticking around and listening to my nonsense for the last couple years um it's very humbling to see the the downloads be so high when i'm such a inactive terrible podcaster (laughs) but whatever i mean i appreciate y'all and hey i'm not making any promises here but i've got some ideas and hopefully we can make this a little bit more regular thing if you've made it this far uh, I don't know, message me, follow me on social medias, tell me what you're looking forward to, tell me what you would like to see, if you have some music you want me to listen to, or if you're a musician or you know somebody that should try to get out there, send them my way, I'll, I'll talk to anybody, and if I get a platform to help them out, that's what I'm here to do, so yeah, it is also just the, the week before Thanksgiving, so I don't know when I'm going to post this, but Either way, if you're listening to this, I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. Go spend time with your loved ones. Hug their necks. This time of year is very important. You don't know how how quickly time goes until you get a little bit older. So take the pictures with the family. Eat the food. Love on them. And uh, let them know that that's what's important because all this shit's just extra. Family's what matters. So anyways, guys, I appreciate you. And as always, remember, as long as y'all keep listening, I'll keep talking. We'll see you next time.